Attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments about the Oregon Community College shooting no, that- No, Lord, no. Way too depressing. Pick something else. Okay, any comments about the U.S. bombing of an Afghani hospital are- Yikes! Nope, something else, please. That just bums me out. Alright. Any comments about Planned Parenthood no, and the- man, no. Any comments about the presidential nominees no and way. Donald- Hurricane Joaquin? No. ISIS? No. Gary Busey on Dancing with the Stars. No. I want to hear Gary Busey dancing <laughs> with the stars. Is he going to be on Dancing with the Stars? Where have you been? He's I think been on he's been on Dancing with the Stars. It's okay if you don't watch oh, it. Oh, okay. Hey, and Bindi's on there too. You know the Bindi du- Irwin? Yes. Oh. I guess she's uh, considered the hottie, though she's like twelve. So that yeah, that seems about right. Yeah. I have no well, idea. They should have. I'm they probably have. Uh, uh, <laughs> oblivious to what's going on. I'm dancing with the stars. <laughs> well, I used to watch that show all the time because what? it was half naked, you know, hot women running around. I'm like, sure, I'll watch that show. I'll give you that. Yeah. Now well, it's been the when prime time was Vegas with Robert Urich, <laughs> the Rockford Files, Spencer Simon Fire. and Simon, and Hardcastle and McCormick. Now it's here's some bullshit. <laughs> because it's all going on on cable and the pay per view and stuff. That's, That's true. where all the great stuff is but happening. That is also why we are movie guys. No. Yes. And man, we couldn't come up with a single event happening in the world to, to goof on this week. No. Everything no. is depressing as hell. And you can't poke fun at any of those things. They're all horrible things. Yeah. And we left out like a hundred of them. I know. That kid who was decapitated, that oh. the, the football player died. I mean, there was a headline that said, Toddler internally decapitated. I don't yes. even know what that is. I don't want to know. I but couldn't get I that off. to find out? No. no. <laughs> I couldn't get that off my Facebook feed fast enough. I tried to scroll by the weird... Oh, fuck Facebook. Who, who's oh. on Facebook anymore? All my friends, and they're all talking about the things that... Didn't make me friends with them. That they hate. I love this yeah. guy. He's funny as hell. You tune in. NRA. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, really? <laughs> if pro or against, it's just not why I'm on there to talk to that guy. I will advise you to do the same that I have done, and it has made my life so much better. I like to wake up in the morning, catch up on the day, and look at a little Facebook, but I've gone through very specifically and blocked a lot of people that put up things that aren't fun. So now my feed are picture Ricky Gervais talking to his cat and then a dog driving a kid, at a toddler in a car. And this is what I just saw a couple days ago. And then there's a couple pictures of corgis because I have yeah. now made sure that it's all cats and dogs and Ricky Gervais. you got to do that, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, despite the friends you have. You I wish it make was it possible to, to filter the topics, not the people. Because every uh, once in a while, that guy comes up with a great cat video I want to yeah. see. Yeah. <laughs> but who's going to watch it? <laughs> That guy yeah. might have a great cat video, yeah. Paul, and hate. You really log in, dying for a great cat video. <laughs> and Today's hate the day. Obama. What more, Kim Davis? Oh Christ, I need a I need a cat video. Well, let's get on to movies because we Thank love that. Uh, movie. Welcome to the movie showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guys empire, and our practices aren't designed for your enjoyment. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, banter, bits, uh, sure. special guests, and more. As we broadcast from the Admirals Club in the heart. Of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show every week at themovieguys.net. That's our website. iTunes. SoundCloud. Paul, are those all on the internet? They are. Okay. Yeah, log into your internet and basically just uh, go to poddirectory.com or Stitcher or Vimeo or YouTube. We're out there, folks. WBAD.net as well. Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. All this... Yes. No charge. <gasps> wow, because I was just about to ask, how much is that going to cost? You would be asking a foolish question, wow. my friend. No charge. 
Uh, basically, just search on Google, Yahoo, or Bing! Bing! And we come right up. The Movie Guys, that's us. Or search The Movie Showcast. You get this show specifically. I'm your host for the hardest working comedy show in the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Karen Volpe. I'm pretty smart. I'm sure you all probably figured that out by now. And Bart Caius. And I heard champagne chilling in the background. Later in the you show. You can hear that? Aha! <laughs> Later in the show, we'll be joined by very nice. We probably should have told Paul we were doing a bit. We were doing a bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I wasn't aware. You had a, you had a two-parter? We had a two-parter. Two we're good. Yeah. We're good. Later in the show, we'll be joined by two guests. <laughs> But, Paul, we only have room for one. No, we'll make room. Okay. <laughs> we'll have the directors and not-for-nothing producers and editors of Finders Keepers in studio, the documentary about the struggle, legal and otherwise, for possession of a man's amputated leg that was nominated for the Grand Jury Prize at the Sundance Film Festival, No Small Feet, and is now available on That's demand. That's a hilarious pun, Paul. What's that? No, no small, small feet. feet. Ah, Did you write that down before the show? I even wrote we it with didn't even know that happened. Wow, that's hilarious. Brian Carberry and Clay Tweel. Plus, as ever, we got your movie previews. We you want to know uh, what's coming out this weekend. I so do. do we. Yeah. Like you, we've only seen the trailers. So we're just going to tell you what we think these movies are about based on the trailers. Including Steve Jobs, the second Steve Jobs biopic in three years. But it's not unlike something relating to Apple to have to be restarted to work properly. <laughs> and Free Held with Julianne Moore and Ellen Page. As lesbian lovers, hot damn. Well, actually, one of them is dying of cancer, and the oh. other one works as a mechanic in a garage. So, this might not be the erotic fantasy movie you're hoping for. Oh. We're full of morning zoo sound effects this week, aren't we? It really has become that. Uh, but first up on the program... Are you brave, Peter? I tried to be. I tried to be. The name's James Hook. I'm trying to save your life, kid. Why? Let me handle this. That's right, it's Pan. No, we can't oh, listen stomp. to that. Stomp or clomp or whatever. <laughs> the movie that will have audiences everywhere saying, why? Why? Mm. Yes. Mm, yeah. I didn't notice it had that oh, music, yes. that celebratory. It's a fantastical yeah, world. You have to have that. I, uh, I want to discuss, but I didn't read to see what jokes you're going to keep, so I don't <laughs> want to step on anything that might be said. Oh, we might be no, there's, cracking there's, wise yeah. about that? This well, movie really is just doesn't need to happen. No, it doesn't need to no. happen, and there's characters in it like, I don't know, Indiana Jones shows up yeah, for Hook, no reason. Hook is very Indiana Jones. He just is. I know Hook and Pan are friends. I yeah, mean, I, I, and he doesn't even have a Hook yet. It's all, it's all like origin story of Hook. You know, the, the guy who wrote this and pitched it, they said, why? Like we are. And his response was, work for Wicked. I think that's the whole thing. That, <laughs> and then make, they went, mm, Wicked uh, made a shit ton of money. Here's, here you go. Yeah. All right. I just think it looks like an amazing adventure through green screen land. Yes. It's yes. Complete excuses com for special effects. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It is that. Mm -hmm. Kids love special effects, Karen. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought kids were smart and could be a little kids discerning. Kids are not smart. Oh, well, sorry. let's get right to it then. Our first right. film. Because you demanded it. We did. Peter Pan is back. You didn't demand it? Oh, well, it's back anyway. Sure. And Bart, let's talk about it. It's Hugh Jackman in Pan. That's Pan, that's Pan flute. Sorry, who, who remembers Zamfir? Old people. Old people remember, and they're the same people who remember Kenny G. So. When we last left Peter Pan, he was being written in the movie Finding Neverland. Right. And now he undertakes a soaring adventure, as Karen said, through the magical world of green screen. Yeah. Yes, the magical story of the boy who flew, back when people didn't do that quite as often as they do in movies now. He's back, 
with the story that will blow your mind oh. in 1950. Peter Pan is the boy who refused to grow up, but not in the creepy way. How did Peter get his pan? The more you know. Well, all is answered in this origin story about the fabled boy who could fly. But this isn't the story you've heard before. Oh, it's not? Because sometimes, friends begin as enemies, and enemies begin as friends. Sometimes, to truly understand how things end, we must first know how they begin. Or maybe nothing is answered. We've already established that no one cares, right? No. This is a story of a boy living a bleak existence in a London orphanage. It seems like the word bleak isn't really necessary when referring to an orphanage, or to London for that matter. And unlike a lot of those uplifting tales of parentless children living in squalor as sure. wards of the state, this story apparently takes a dark turn as it's a fight to the death. Welcome to To be honest, I might see it now. Yeah, well, it's turning me around here. This is why we do the preview. Right. Because we don't know. I'm going in depth, yeah. finding out more and more. I want to see this. Well, now. it turns out young Peter loses his parents, or at least his mother, as this is the only one we see in the trailer. And he's ushered off to live in an orphanage. While there, he's mistreated, starved, and then sold into slavery. I mean, he is spirited away to a magical <laughs> world of, well, magic, we assume, called Neverland. You try to scream. Nope, right. nope, I think That's we were awesome. right. We were right oh. first time. It was slavery. Slavery. Right, slavery. Okay. The nuns in the orphanage sell the children to Neverland pirates. The pirates, in turn, use the children as slave labor to dig up crystals of fairy dust for their nefarious leader, Blackbeard. You know, Paul, like the De Beers family does with the diamonds in Sierra Leone. <laughs> Every kiss begins with K. <laughs> creepy jeweler tag. That was. Blackbeard is played by Hugh Jackman, whose hair is more distinguishable than his beard and should probably be called Captain Bunhead. <laughs> He looks like Dracula from the. Uh, he looks like Hunger Coppola Games. Show. I don't know. Yeah. I thought he was Indiana Jones in this movie. No, he's Indiana oh, Jones is Hook. Yeah, but who's plays who plays Hook? Uh, Tron Legacy, whatever. Garrett uh, Hedlund. Garrett Hedlund. Don't ask. Paul, the trailer lets you know that this is from the studio that brought you yeah. Harry Potter, and never once called one of their films Potter. By the way, well. uh, the studio. Do they mean the big room in which Harry Potter was filmed? <laughs> The room they shot Harry Potter in is the same room they shot this movie in? I'm not sure I'm impressed by that. You know, and I heard they parked their cars in the same parking lot used for Fast and the Furious movies, so yeah, pretty cool. Pan. Is Peter Pan calling you? Okay, wait a second. Is Peter Pan calling yeah, enough, you? Stop that stuff. Is the latest movie to fall victim to the shortened title syndrome. Yeah. I guess if this on. version doesn't succeed, they'll have to release another version named Steve Pan. <laughs> A jobs joke. Yeah. Oh, okay. You'll get it later when we talk about Steve Jobs. jobs. The marketing of this film includes the hashtag pan the movie. Oh. Oh. If I were Warner Brothers, I wouldn't tempt the critics like that. There you go. That's, That's pan, everybody. Give the headset to him. Give the headset to him. Okay, we're pretty All hard right. on this movie. Pan but the movie. That is amazing. Is that real? Yeah, because why they always the put the movie after right. the title sometimes if you're looking oh, for it. Hashtag Marsh. movie Good. sucks. The Martian, what? the movie. You know, because otherwise you might be looking at the Martian. You know what? The Maybe Martian, they're the book. like, we're just going to get it out of the way and write pan the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be done. Um, do you have to be a kid to like this? Because I don't. Th I think kids are. No, anyone's than allowed this. to hate it. I mean, oh. um, <laughs> all right. I think um, they they just think this uh, Neverland is. 
has an unending series of possibilities for entertainment. Like like they think, and you know, I made the comparison earlier, uh, Oz. They think Oz has just stories for days. They even had a, another one recently. Remember the animated one with uh, Leah Michelle doing a voice? Yeah. I, I'm Dorothy's mo- back. All it right. just seems like an excuse for special effects based on the trailer that I've seen. There, there isn't a set in this movie. No. Right? Yeah. 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 It's all green screen. It was literally shot in the same room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The location, everything was in that one room. We but, used the uh, exact same green screen that Harry Potter. Harry you can Potter tour did. the studios in England of they Harry Potter. Built mm. Where yeah. you can go to the various sets because they, they had sets. They this doesn't look like it has sets. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it's just unnecessary. I don't need to go. <clears throat> and there it is. I know we have Movie Pass, and so that makes it very easy for us to see every movie. I don't think Movie Pass can get me to this movie. For those of you who don't know, Movie Pass is. Pay one price, see as many movies as you want for the month. The month. It's mm-hmm. Netflix for the theater, 35 bucks. We'll get you all the movies you want to go to. And it really opens up to a world of movies that you'll have your movie that you say, definitely have to see that. Like, I'm looking forward to seeing Rock the Casbah. It comes out on the 23rd, starring Bill Murray. That I know is happening, and I will go. But then there's other movies like, I want to see The Visit. I didn't know if I'd like it. Loved it. And then there's these, where you still can't go even if you have movie pass. Saving Grace, directed by Joe Wright. Joe Wright directed Pride and Prejudice, oh. not the Colin Firth one. I was getting excited. The Kira Knightley one. Oh. And uh, he also directed Atonement. Oh. I, so d- take, I don't want to get too political here, He's a prestige Paul. director of sorts, now <laughs> attempting a, a summer blockbuster thing that apparently wasn't good enough for summer and is coming out question in October. In the back. I have a question. Let me uh, bring this to the room. What does Michael say? I, I, propose, I submit. I submit, I submit to you. I submit to you. A couple things. Why, again, are children being treated shitty? And why by nuns? Why are nuns always horrible people? I think that's normally Disney's thing to treat treat, uh, treat the well, kids shitty. They got a real axe to grind against the Catholics, apparently. Maybe. Yeah. I don't see what they have against orphans. Why are orphans always mistreated? Well, they got it coming. Oh. They don't have any parents. All right. Ain't no I'm dad sure, to I'm talk sh- back. I'm sure it's their fault. It's their fault. Okay. It just always bothers me. Hey, why don't we do a movie where orphans are treated <laughs> shitty by nuns? That's happened before. That's happened a ton. I know. I'm just saying. And it's called Philomena, and it's uh-huh. like, oh, not a magical right? world of wonder. <laughs> it's a magical world of the it's laundry. It's the Magdalene sisters, and uh. you want to kill yourself when it's over. All right, good. And you may want to do that after Pam. Anyway, <laughs> our next movie. Let's take a look at our second film of the weekend, opening in New York and L.A. and opening wider in the coming weeks. It's Steve Jobs. I swear we just saw this. All right. Well, there was a Steve Jobs movie a few years ago. But this is a new one with a script by Aaron Sorkin. Ooh, Aaron Sorkin. Paul, let's do this. All right, here we go. Steve Jobs tells the story of a modern legend. Steve Jobs? Steve Jobs, the creator of Apple Computers, who had a hand in innovating everything from the smartphone to the line outside the Apple store. For those who don't know anything about Steve Jobs, I'm very sorry the kidnappers didn't did this to you. You're probably malnourished. Look into advancements in Gatorade before your phone. Steve Jobs not only revolutionized the home computer, but he proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that ego alone is enough to be successful in this world. What do you do? You're not an engineer. You're not a designer. You can't put a hammer to a nail. I built the circuit board. The graphical interface was stolen. So how come, 10 times in a day, I read Steve Jobs as a genius? What do you do? Musicians play their instruments. I play the orchestra. This is the first biopic about the creator of Apple Computers, unless you count 2013's Jobs, and who would? The previous Steve Jobs biopic, entitled Jobs, yielded only lines of unemployed people looking for work out in front of the movie theater. 
None of them bought a ticket, so the word Steve has been added to this version of his life story for clarification. The new Steve Jobs biopic represents the latest advancement in biopic technology, running sleeker than the old model thanks to a revolutionary Aaron Sorkin processor. An extra weight has been added to the new model thanks to having one less Ashton Kutcher than the previous version. Having multiple movies means Hollywood is trying to sell Steve Jobs to us as the everyman because every man will someday play Steve Jobs. They keep releasing Steve Jobs movies like iPhones, each one promising to have a better, more capable visual interface. For example, this one has upgraded from Ashton Kutcher to Michael Fassbender. Oh, and yes, I think you'll enjoy looking at this one a whole lot more. But for this film, and in the true spirit of Apple production, they outsource the role of Steve Jobs to a foreigner. In this case, a Brit. Well, actually, he's Irish. And I'm American, so it's all the same to me. Nobody asked Seth Rogen to gain 40 pounds for the role of Steve Wozniak. But he did anyway. Okay, what's next? This is the Seth Rogen gene. It will give you the appearance of being funny, even though you haven't actually done anything funny. Hey, Doc, are we going to be much longer? i got to get some beers with the fellows before I go out on this date. <laughs> How charming and chubby. I'm rooting for you. <laughs> How dare they. He'll work it off, as this is a script by Aaron Sorkin, so expect a lot of walking and talking. After writing Steve Jobs and The Social Network, I look forward to reading Sorkin's Snapchat script. This movie is like Ryan Adams covering an entire Taylor Swift album, where you get the same basic content, but hey, check out the artsy-fartsy spin. Why would you want to see this Steve Jobs movie? You know, they're going to release another, a better Steve Jobs movie in about eight months, and that one is going to have a charger plug on the left side. Samsung is set to create their biopic of Steve Jobs as soon as they take this one apart and see how it works and prepare the righteous statement about the superiority of their product because it does the same thing. And look for the Tim Cook biopic, or a pair of them coming out in the next few years entitled The Guy After Steve Jobs. Missed opportunity, making this movie only available on the iWatch. There you go, Yay. that's our Steve Jobs. Woo. Is it iWatch or Apple Watch? Apple Watch, <laughs> whatever the hell. It should be iWatch. It should be iWatch, why did they not they do that? They screwed it up. I don't know why they didn't do it. There's two missed opportunities. Yeah. I want to say to celebrate this movie coming out, I have upgraded my operating system on my very old computer directly to El Capitan, which is a free upload by Apple. The only thing is, um, now it runs really slow. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here trying to use the queues, and I got I had to download a whole new queue program. Yeah. But uh, just software. for the preview, the preview knew. That's the computer it. knew you were doing a Steve Jobs yes. preview, and it made you yes, forced you exactly. to upgrade your operating system. Well, so Apple. I was forced <laughs> so to. Apple. Okay, I was and forced And it cost to, twice uh, as much as the Windows version. Dude, so here's the deal. So I wanted, I had my phone. I decided that I wanted to upgrade it because they said there's a new operating system on your phone. I'm like, absolutely. I do that, and now my phone won't talk to iTunes anymore because my iTunes is out of date. I can't update oh. my iTunes because my operating system is out of date. So I had to do all this research to figure out that I could update directly to the most advanced iTunes. I can't even advanced. update my OS because I don't have room for the update. Like oh. the update's like eight megs, right? Then you have to get rid of some eight crap. Megs. What do you got gigs? on there? Eight, eight gigs. Yeah. Right. I, I only have like eight gigs on the drive. I don't know oh. what it is, but you got to make sure all that shit is in line, or your computer will just go. Yeah. Well, I did it right, but now it's just. I got Steve Jobs. <laughs> okay. Uh, spoiler for, alert. Yes. This movie reveals Steve Jobs as a bullying prick. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> oh, clearly. They just did you? There's a, a the book. There's this. I don't know. I don't read. There's a second trailer out there. Movie he barely sees movies in the theater. I don't it's think it's the book guys. It's called the book guys. <laughs> Keep up the book up, boop, beep. Hello, book guys. Oh, they're out there. Yeah, they're reading. They're um no. The, there's a second trailer. I don't know if you saw the second trailer where he he's just a dick. He's just a huge dick. And I've had people tell me about the book that they've read. There's a man in the room signaling that <laughs> okay. that he's a big dick in the book. He's just an, he's just an asshole. Doc, let's just be, let's yeah. just put it out there. I love that skit on that skit on SNL, Dick in a Book. That was one of the best. Let's just man. say documentary filmmakers read. 
Yeah, yeah they, they do. I bet you that. That's not true. He said that's true. Spoiler alert, it was the same turtleneck all along. Right? It would have worked. It worked for you meddling kids. I'm going to see the shit out of this. I can't wait. The roll call is amazing. Danny Boyle, Aaron Sorkin, Michael Fassbender, Kate Winslet, Jeff Daniels. Seth Rogen. Who? Okay, now what do you have against Seth Rogen? I I know you're not on board. I have that clip. That is exactly my my feeling of Seth Rogen. But in everything I've seen in the trailer for this movie, I think this is where Seth Rogen excels as a guy who's not supposed to be funny. Just a good actor. (laughs) He's a good actor. He's just Wozniak never is very. I used to watch the Kathy Griffin show, My Life on the D List, and he was on there for a while. And he's very awkward and odd. And is he? He is kind of quirky, funny. Yeah, but here's, not on purpose. Here's what I love about Rogan: is when he is in a movie like The Green Hornet, he wrote it, so he's not going to write any more than he thinks he's capable of doing in the lead role of a movie called Green Hornet. He's not going to write something that Hugh Jackman would do, and so. I thought that movie succeeded because he got to be kind of a half-slacker, throw all the heavy work on Cato, crack some jokes, and be kind of a slacker. Uh, millionaire guy who gets, you know, coerced into fighting crime. I, now, this is the first time some, a lot's going to be asked of him that he didn't write, and I'm curious to see if he steps up to the plate. And I hope he does because I'm a fan and I know you. Everything, everything I've seen in the trailer, he is capable of this role. I don't mind him as an actor. I don't begrudge him his success. I just don't find him hilarious. I just don't get the funny. I think he's a great placeholder. Paul Rudd, Seth Rogen, we need these guys in movies to take up space and say things while other people are going and doing stuff. Is that the $6 million man's boss? (laughs) Come on. 40-year-old version. That's That's funny. There were things about it that I enjoyed. I don't Knocked up is pretty funny. It's a, I hate I don't hate the man. Look like a cholo. I Easter. just don't. I'm not I'm not on <laughs> He's board with the no whole. No Tom Cruise. I get it. But <laughs> okay, hey, thank let me you, just say this thing. I didn't want to say it out loud. Okay, well he then is nobody no is in no your Cruise. eyes. No. But um, I will say this. I hope then that this does bring you around to Rogan Land. This is this is him. This is him as Jonah Hill in Moneyball. Right. Mm-hmm. This is his Moneyball. Kind of. Yeah. 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 All right, well, listen, we've mentioned plenty that this is the second Steve Jobs movie to come out within two years. Seems pretty odd that right on the heels of a Steve Jobs movie, someone develops a Steve Jobs movie. But this is not unusual. There were two Prefontaine movies, you remember, two Wyatt Earp movies that both came out in close proximity to one another. But I think we can all agree that the first one is usually the lesser of the two. Then, with the second, the film gets improved upon. And I think we can also agree that the Steve Jobs project coming out October 9th will improve upon the Steve Jobs project that starred Ashton Kutcher. It can often come down to casting your lead actor. There's a new article up on themovieguys.net that goes in-depth on all these doubled-up movie projects, and I think we should fill you listeners in on what a few of them were, because you might not know what they are, and we're here to, of course, inform as well as entertain. Absolutely, Paul. For example, did you know that there was a Nixon project shot and released just a few years before the Oliver Stone Anthony Hopkins film? It was directed by John Frankenheimer with a script by Robert Town. Wow. You know, you know, Paul, I'm really shocked that I've never heard of that, uh, but it it wasn't a hit, right? It was not a hit. Oh, okay. Well, who played Nixon? Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, well, they, they <laughs> Maybe that's that, why. That might, that be might have been part of it. Uh, you, you know, the same thing actually happened with Spike Lee's Malcolm X. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Now, that film, as you know, starred Denzel Washington and garnered not one but two Academy Award nominations. But just a few years earlier, mm-hmm. it turns out Columbia Pictures released... Tyler Perry's Malcolm X, based on the novel The Autobiography of Malcolm X as Told to Alex Haley by Alex Haley. Oh. Oh. Yeah, it was directed by Robert Altman with a script by William Goldman. Well, Mm. outside of a stupid title, it sounds like a prestigious project. Who played Malcolm X? Oh, that was Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, well, there you go. That's That's where they went. 
that would be what would have gone wrong. You, yeah. Get this. Kazam though. couldn't pull it pull it off. <laughs> couldn't pull off Malcolm X. Malcolm X. <laughs> now, gentlemen, we all know Meryl Streep received her fourth Oscar for the Iron Lady, playing real life Prime Minister Miss Margaret Thatcher. But hers <laughs> was not shut up. The only Thatcher biopic out there. I gave you the word biopic too often in the script. In today's say, script. I don't say. I say. Um, there should we put a? We should put a dash I, in the. I, I, say, say, I say sabotage. I say sabotage. You say sabotage. You I say, say sabotage. I say sabotage. Skullduggery. <laughs> what do you want me to say? I can't say it. Biopic. Biopic. Fuck. Okay, go. So what you're saying, Karen, is there were more yes. than one Margaret Thatcher. I was biopic trying to say that, there. but listen to this. There's one out there called "She's a Powerful Bird," which came out two years earlier with Norman Jewison directing, and the script by Mark Bowl. Oh, you, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, you'd think we've heard of this. Sounds like a high-profile project that we definitely should have heard of. Who played Thatcher? Yeah, Victoria Jackson did. <laughs> Do you remember her, Victoria Jackson? <laughs> Deep reference. Current Victoria Jackson is not funny. No, There's someone who's not funny. That, she's not funny. Is she not? No, no. she's about as yeah. funny as Dennis Miller. Oh. And he used to be funny. Are you, are you friends with oh. her on Facebook? Oh, I'm Cat totally going to be friends with Victoria Jackson on Facebook. I love the green her. room keeps chiming in. Uh, all the way from the green, green room. room. They've got some good info here, man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. What else was there? Was it, There was that... Well, uh, there was that first Amadeus movie where they cast Flounder. Yeah, Stephen First? Yeah. <laughs> then they got around to Tom Holtz. Then they got around to Tom Holtz. They, they just went through the whole cast of... of uh, there's a movie out there. I can't remember now. Uh, Adam <laughs> chimed in. He Uh-oh. said there was that uh, Straight out of Compton biopic. Yeah. Uh, biopic? With w- Wayne Brady, Arsenio Hall, Sinbad, <laughs> and Kristen Stewart. That one wasn't as good as the... Uh, <laughs> I like Kristen Stewart. <laughs> the other one. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Kristen Shawl. That's different. Yeah. Either one. The comedian. I like her. They're well, better off with the uh, Ice Cube's get, kid. You can see how they get so close. And it's then, just yes. right at the last second, they uh, go wrong. Right. Yeah, they that, go with one The uh, director of that uh, Amadeus was uh, Kurosawa. But yeah. then when you cast Stephen first, yeah. you just he go went with Flounder instead of uh, Otter or whoever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. All right, well, listen. For our final film of the week, we return yes? to the depression that started our show. Good. Oh, yes, it's a God. shame Adam isn't here to talk about it because it features both General Zod and Kitty Pride. It's the title that's a contradiction to itself. Free held. Bart, let's talk about it. I think this came out last week, too, but I believe it or not, I first ever heard about this movie, and then it came out like the next day. I heard about it when you sent the email and said, write jokes about this. <laughs> Uh-oh, Hollywood has apparently run out of lesbians because Julianne Moore plays a gay police detective who You're falls up, in love with a woman right. and gets cancer. Ooh. Well, falling in love with the woman didn't give her cancer. No. I'm just stating the order of events. Anywho, she finds out that when she dies, her spousal benefits from the police department can't go to her lover because they are the same sex. Julianne Moore just can't stop dying in movies. First it was Alzheimer's disease and still Alice. Now it's cancer and free help. And I smell Oscar because Hollywood loves when Julianne Moore dies in movies. In fact, I am starting the rumor that her dying is a condition for every role she accepts oh. from here on out. Which doesn't bode well for her upcoming children's film, Fluffy Bunny Loves Mr. Whiskers. She plays Fluffy Bunny and, well, you can guess what happens. Julianne Moore's partner, Dane Wells, is played by Michael Shannon, presumably to help badass this movie up a bit. I'm a straight, white, ex-Protestant, atheist cop. You okay with that, sweetheart? Yep, badass it right up there. Yeah. And Steve Carell shows up. What's his story? I am not a radical. I'm a middle-class Jewish homosexual from New Jersey. Like, I don't want to be presumptuous, but that. do all the actors show up at the top of the movie and describe their characters? <laughs> <laughs> and if you think reading IMDb isn't entertaining, rather merely informative, well, we found out that there there is a character, Jake, and he's played by an actor named Stink Fisher. 
You're welcome. Wow. Freeheld is ripped from today's headlines in 2005. Wait a minute. We've made strides on, in gay rights since then, no? Actually, Paul, uh, though this is still a very relevant and important story, the strides we've made in this country regarding gay marriage equality in the past year actually make this movie feel just a tad too late. I don't have a joke here. I'm just saying it's kind of rather nice. A land without lesbians is no land for me. Don't want a Tarzan swinging up my tree. <laughs> now, you see what you did there, Paul? You took a very special moment and you kind of ruined it. That didn't help. You're right. All right. <laughs> That's Free Hell. That's our final preview movie. But Ellen Page is gay, yes? Yes. She's come out as... Yeah, like, oh, like, yeah. Gay. Yeah, a little viral video of hers came out recently. Saw it all over Fun Time Facebook, <laughs> where she's yelling at Ted Cruz about oh. that, and rightfully so, about uh, gay rights. But I'm serious. I mean, this movie would have been better a year ago, right? I mean, because we're done with this, aren't we? We're moving on? No, I don't Everyone's know. Everyone's on board? I, I we're good? No, um, done with this? Well, first of all, it's important to tell the story, regardless yeah, of yeah, who's Because, on. I mean, we've moved on from Steve Jobs. <laughs> He's dead, and we're telling his story. We like the Germans. And, I want to watch Saving <laughs> Private Ryan anyway. And we've moved on from Peter Pan, and we're still clearly dealing with that. <laughs> Man, but, remember when Peter Pan's story <laughs> swept America? Done? Yeah. Um, I think that it's very important, though, because a lot of gay rights that still aren't um, for sure. Like, you can still get, there's a loophole that you can still get, let go from a job because they find out you're gay, but there's a way to get away with it. No, they can't. Yeah, someone was telling me about it. I can't remember details. You know, I'm not good with details. Let me guess, read it on Facebook? I do more general things. No, there's something about, like, they can, you still aren't completely protected. Mm. But I don't know what it is. And, and I don't know if all insurance policies cover the, um, spouse now i mean i guess they have to right because they recognize gay marriage i'm not sure yeah but a movie like this i think it's important will make me go make look that information up it. yeah and, and this is a this is total oscar bait for julianne moore right uh, this is she's, is she's, she's like oh it i figured it out early. i figured out if i get a terminal illness oscar well i i noticed something about julianne moore when i first fell in love with her it's because she was a porno star totally gorgeous in um big lebowski boogie nights boogie nights but um, I love that she can go all the way from playing that like um, porn mom all the way through porn her, mom porn patent mom. pending patent pending <laughs> I'm totally gonna do that website all porn the mom. way through to playing this character I mean I think that that range is kind of great because it's such to play a lesbian on the opposite side of a, a porn mom that teaches what's his name how to film his first scene that's just such a cool range yeah banging Wahlberg yeah. Now she's perfect. <laughs> That's when his heavy breathing came hey. in handy there. Yeah. What? Hey, I got a boner. <laughs> this looks sexy, right? <laughs> yeah. She's awesome in that. <laughs> I'm ready to fuck right now, Jack. Come on. <laughs> All right, listen, enough of this nonsense. I'm going to see this because yeah. uh, it looks good. It looks a little sad, but it looks good. It does look sad. Oh, it'll yeah. have to be sad. I still haven't seen Still Alice. I still no, haven't I seen The Green seen Inferno. That. This is some shit I'm having trouble. I'm getting into your camp yeah, now in these want, movies where I'm like, I don't know if I want to see uh, either the horrible or horribly sad. Nope. Just want want guys winning. Just win. Tom Cruise movie. Tom Cruise movies. I want you winning. I'm looking forward to Bill Murray. He's going to be winning too. Yeah. And his it's a total winner way. movie. He's you don't win, win, win. All right. All right. <laughs> winner, winner, winner. Winner, winner. All right. Let's uh, take a break and get on with our guest segment of the Yay! show. We'll be back in ten seconds here with the Woo! filmmakers of Finders Keepers, Brian Carberry and Clay Tweel. Stay with us. Yay! My favorite Easter treat, the Brian Carberry. Bok Bok Easter Bunny. Well, you can't 
you can't do that. If you do that, it's going to fall forward there, Clint. I know. I'm just <laughs> testing. He's testing. a filmmaker, testing. not a scientist. Leave the man alone. <laughs> filmmaker, is the director messing with the sound? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. He's yeah. directing what he wants to happen. It's better. Hey, it's better. It's yeah, only because we have work. a very crowded Admirals Club better. here. As our guests have now joined us here for the second half of the show, they are the directors of Finders Keepers, new on VOD, including iTunes. We'll find out where else you might be able to get it here in a second. But please welcome Brian Carberry and Clay Tweel. Hello, hello. Thank you for having us. So Carberry, Carberry and Tweel, when's your first uh, album coming out? Uh, next fall. It does sound a lot like that. Yeah. I'm picturing yeah. flannel. Are you yeah. opening flannel. the Bluegrass Fest next week, <laughs> Carberry? <laughs> Yeah. Is it Carberry or Carberry? Carberry. Carberry. Unless you're in Ireland. Yeah. Oh, like Mr. Steve Jobs, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, you guys both directed this movie, Finders Keepers. Well, first, to set the context down, because we've seen it and we loved it, and we could talk a ton about it, but I want to make sure all the listeners can follow along. So tell us what it's about. Go for it. Sure. So it's about... Uh, and this is Brian talking. This is Brian. If you want to, I don't know. Attach the Carberry. name to the voice. This is Carberry. <laughs> um, so a man in North Carolina, 2007, goes to a auction. And at the auction, he buys a uh, cooker, a grill. And he takes the grill home. Inside the grill, he finds a human severed leg. <sighs> and then so he turns, naturally turns the grill into a tourist attraction. Naturally. Yeah. Gets <laughs> locally, natural? locally famous for a week or so. Um, loves it. And then a week later, a guy with one leg shows up and says, hey, can I have my leg back? And, uh, you know, hilarity ensues. Did he take out the leg and, like, fit it to his missing <laughs> leg and go, it doesn't fit? Nobody <laughs> believed him until... <laughs> it's not Cinderella. He didn't make the guy You know what? Every, every one-legged guy is showing up saying it's his. <laughs> so how do you guys then uh, come across... This is what I want to know. As a, as a project. How do you discover this as a story? Because the story is actually more than just the leg. The story is these two men. The story is their relationship to each other, how they're dealing with one another, and then their own personal story individually. Sure. Yes. Uh, so the Correct. Correct. You are correct, sir. And now we have uh, a, a, a... Clay is talking now. This is Clay. Thanks, honey. I just yes. want people to know so they can put the <laughs> name to the voice. Uh, so back in the end of 2007, our producer, Ed Cunningham, uh, who is a ESPN football commentator, um, cool. he was in Oklahoma and uh, calling a game, and he overheard two guys in a steak joint talking about this insane tabloid story. And being the good producer that he is, he walked over and was like, what the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> Sounds amazing. Or it, nosy, producer slash nosy, sure, all the same. Sure, <laughs> yes, all wrapped into one. And he, uh, he asked... Uh, what they were talking about, and one of those guys was actually from Maiden, North Carolina, where uh, this whole confrontation goes down. So uh, Ed took a little handy cam camera, went to Maiden, North Carolina, started um, interviewing and filming these guys, and shot about like 15 or 20 hours worth of footage, wow. uh, brought it back, and showed myself and uh, Seth Gordon, our other producer. And um, that was like the beginning of you know, sifting through this footage and, and really starting to understand that there's something deeper, more layered behind these guys than just, you know, some wacky wow. kind of National Enquirer story. Yeah, so that draws yeah. you in, <clears throat> the craziness of this story. But yeah, then, as we as you just mentioned, it becomes much, much more. Let me play a little clip from the trailer here. Go ahead and do that, Paul, well, anytime now. With your it's the new operating system. What's the problem there? I got a human foot. Have a what? What? I got a human foot. And this bum nasty got me grossed out. 
had seen the grill and ended up buying it. And I opened the grill up, and there's a foot, you know, five toes and five toenails. I decided to keep it. The Smoker Grill is now a tourist attraction. I can't believe. I mean, who is this guy? That's my leg. He lost his leg three years ago, and that's just one hurdle life has thrown at him. I've been shot, run over by a state dump truck, electrocuted. I've been through a lot. An unbelievable. <laughs> so there you meet our two guys. John our Reed, right? Heroes. And Shannon Wood. Wood. John Wood, sorry. And Shannon Winsett? Winsett. Wisnet. Wisnet. Isn't it? Now, they are something. You hear the story about the, the leg, which Karen and I insist on it's a leg. It's, it, a le- it's, a le- it's from the knee it's down. It's from the knee down. Yeah, it's not just a foot. It's so a I don't want to misrepresent the movie. It's more than a foot. You so don't you get got, the knee, though. So. No, it's right under the no knee, knee. knee, right? Shin and foot. But my, my okay. question is. Early on, you'll realize Shannon is not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but he ain't as dumb as you might think he is. No, he's so. smart. You'll figure that out. Yeah. But at what point do you realize there's, m- there's more to the story than just the foot in the smoker, right? Because this, like I said, the story's about them. So at what point are you watching this and say, well, wait a minute, there's there's a life story to be told here. Because the, the foot story could be told in 20 minutes. Right, and I think that was the thing. Um, Ed wasn't going to fly across country, or maybe he would. Um, <laughs> but he, you know, I think he realized uh, there was one out of all the places that covered the story when it was making the rounds uh, in 2007. There's one article from the Charlotte Observer that mentioned he lost his leg in a plane crash and may have mentioned, uh, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, that his um, father died in that plane crash. So I think it was that one hook that led Ed to say, okay, maybe this is worth a plane, you know, a ticket out there. And then at that point, he realized just how deep this was going, you know, on the surface. Um, and then, you know, that was, what, 15 hours worth. And then once we filmed these guys for 150 hours, we just realized, you know, this is crazy how how intricate this this web is and how everybody you know is affected by it and um yeah it went back generations and got pretty messy was it an easy an easy shoot to secure meaning were people willing to be a part of this i'm sure shannon was based on what we learned about him in the movie (laughs) he's a showman yeah Yeah, i mean but it's also uh, i think ed's pitch to them was like both john and shannon was we're going to give you an opportunity to tell the story behind the story and really like the most context as possible and really give you a voice mm-hmm. um, and and they both took to that and that's I mean some of the things that especially John's family was saying seemed to be perhaps the first time that they were saying these things and yeah. and almost in a kind of therapeutic way um, talking about some of the tragedy in their family's past so um, you know I think we tried to honor that the whole time as uh, as filmmakers. I thought you did a really great job of not interjecting yourself into the movies very much and when you did it was just so we could hear the question. I, I think there's maybe only one or two times yeah. I heard your voice and then there was a little We tried um, to typing. put Brian's voice in there as many times as possible. <laughs> My mellifluous. <laughs> is that who uh. it was? See now they didn't say this is Brian and then the voice so I didn't know who it was. <laughs> we didn't do that in our show. Now I have a question that has nothing to do with the actual movie but it does well, have Well then to you do should with ask that question. <laughs> yeah. question. It does have to do with filmmaking and the fact that you went it's to these. It's a biopic. <laughs> for this biopic. Thanks for being here, Clay. <laughs> <laughs> where uh, where did they put you up? Because you went to some remote areas. So are we talking uh, staying with some of those families? What happened there? Because I'm curious. Yeah, because we, we did not have a huge budget. No, and right? we were doing this on like Kickstarter Dime uh-huh. uh, in a limited you know number of days. Um, so first night we were there. Ended up uh, sleeping on uh, John Wood's cabin floor. I knew something weird <laughs> was going to happen. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, the night. Mm-hmm. So got to know each other uh, yep. real well, real quick. 
Um, and we actually did not stay at Shannon's house. Oh. We elected to splurge on a quality inn. Ah, <laughs> uh, the glory and the, the glamour of filmmaking. But a Do you feel now you may yeah. have missed out on something really, truly <laughs> unique to your might life? Have, might have been a different movie. <laughs> uh, you know, who you, you could have stayed with the lady, uh, Shannon's wife's friend. She seemed okay. Was that her mom? That was her. Mo- that was uh, his she, mom. Oh, God, never mind. Okay, yeah. that was his mom. And they lived together. They lived oh, together. never mind. Yeah, it's like a sitcom. It is like a sitcom. And so how long did it take, over, over the course of how many months, weeks, was this movie? The, yeah. mov- the movie from the time Ed went out to the time we finished shooting the very last thing was like six and a half years, almost seven wow. years. Um, so it was like we kind of checked in with their lives uh, here and there, uh, you know, over the course of many, many years. And then That's once wise. Kickstarter yeah. happened to get us uh, some more money, um, Brian went out and shot, you know, how long? Three weeks? Something like that? Uh, yeah, around three Wait weeks. Wait a minute, you sent Brian out alone to do this? <laughs> no, I was on the edge of the world. Because oh, <laughs> I saw a movie called Tusk, and then just saying, <laughs> in Tusk, a guy goes alone to interview somebody, and it doesn't go well. It doesn't turn out well. No. So, Seth Gordon, right? Was his name on this as well? He was, yeah. Seth was a producer um, on it from the, the very beginning with Ed, and... Um, the two of them had just made The King of Kong, right. which I worked on a little bit as well. And um, so they were, you know, Ed in particular was like looking for what's the next kind of interesting, crazy story to find. Um, and and when Seth heard the story, too, he, he was like, that sounds amazing. We should definitely try to figure a way to make this happen. Um, and so, yeah, Seth was a, a huge help uh, creatively and, and uh, any kind of producer role. Now, along the way, does he win an Oscar? Right? Does he come in before that and then along no. the way? Hey, yeah, they both Oscar. did. Ed and Seth. Oh, both. no kidding. Yeah, they both cool. uh, were producers on Undefeated. Oh. Uh, okay. So, um, because this movie took so long to yeah, I was <laughs> to make say, if it took six, seven years, move, they've done right? they've done a lot of movies in the time. They've that produced took. produced a bunch of movies, a few kids along the way. <laughs> yeah, a few they human lives, kids movies. kids movies. They were very busy. Won awards. Uh, That's a really smart move. You just get hooked in with someone who has a lot of potential and just stay there for years. Eventually, they'll win something. Yeah. Very yeah. smart. You guys are very smart. One thing I like about Finders Keepers is that both leading men uh, in the story, both men in the story. Shannon would thank you for that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a leading man. Uh, they both have uh, really well-rounded characters. I hate to say that because they're real people. They're, they're not sure. shaped uh, like reality TV. We'll get to how that plays a part in your film in a second. But um, So you, you kind of ride a coaster as to really like, I really like this guy, and then, oh, God, I really don't like the choice he made there, and oh, I really like this guy, and then, oh, God, what a dick, you know? So it kind of goes up and down. For me, it did, at least. Um, but working on King of Kong... There's going to be a Donkey Kong kill screen. Donkey yeah. Kong kill I screen. Have, I have a Donkey Kong in my house. Oh, yeah? Ooh, yeah. I, had the, I had the high score in the office, so they gave me the machine. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. Well, I was going to say, with Billy Respect. Mitchell, Billy Mitchell in, in King of Kong is... Your bad guy. He's just a bad guy the whole yeah. time. He's just the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. So did you fight making Shannon, this uh, showman who wants to you know, make as much money and fame as he can on this other guy's leg, did you fight making him straight up villain? Or was it always kind of like, wow, we see the different sides of how complex this guy is and he can be hurt like anyone else? And, and how did you struggle or did you struggle with that? Yeah, we struggled with it. I mean, I think that we... Uh, Shannon gave us more material, perhaps, than Billy did in order to understand him a little bit more. Oh, so we were able to, we and, and I think that, um, you know, Seth and Ed uh, from the beginning were like, this is a, a two-hander. Like, this is, there's really the protagonist-antagonist thing 
um, we should try to to do away with as much as possible because they're both equally fascinating. Um, and so that was our, our, our challenge was like, can we can we show the parallels of these guys' lives and the kind of like crisscross of their fortunes in a way? I think I think if uh, Steve Wiebe had set out and he said at the beginning, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to set the world record. I'm going to, you know, beat everyone else. He could have done that. You know, mm-hmm. th- there could have been a story that followed him. But at the very outset, and Ed was always adamant about this, uh, John doesn't, you know, set out one day and say, I'm going to get my leg back. or I'm right. going to whatever. It, there had to have been Shannon, as, you know, people mentioned in the story. There had to have been Shannon. And if you tell it from Shannon's side, there had to have been John. These guys were inextricably linked, inextricably linked. <laughs> um, uh, I'm perspiring just hearing you say that. There you go. <laughs> and so, you know, we, we knew um, it wasn't a movie without the other one. If we're going to split it, you know, half and half or close to half and half, um, you can't treat one as a villain and just watch him like he's your hero for the whole time. You had to really understand both sides or else, you know, it's not a movie. You alluded, I think, maybe I'm making this up, but I think that Shannon knew of John as a kid and probably didn't like him. Is that what I understood? Because he's the rich kid who there everyone had their to birthday party there. Like, the, you know, the kids in high that, school, yeah. and you're like, I don't like him because he's stupid and rich. Well, they're all in the same town. They, they were in the all same grew town, together. right? It, yeah. it, to me, it certainly seemed as though Shannon had an axe to grind. Me too. And he was going to grind it, and he's got his leg, and fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <it laughs> seemed all sorts very of shenanigans and fuckery. Was it, it, it shenanigans <laughs> and fuckery? Uh, Fuckery and shenanigans. Fuckery and shenanigans. It seemed like <laughs> that thing you do as a seventh grader, you know what I mean? Because he didn't have his birthday party at yeah. John Wood's house. Right. That, was, still that was one of those moments where they, they say they mention that fact, too, you know, after we know the basic story, and we say, oh, like, interesting. oh, I guess that's, you know, an yeah. interesting part. Like, you know, what else, what other motivations does Shannon have here? I like the fact that you gave both of them motivations, because um, whenever I, like when we saw The Visit, the M. Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan, Ding dong movie. Ramalama. Ramalama. I love the fact that everything's justified. Everything makes sense. And a lot of times, human behavior, we don't know why people do things. But really, in your movie, I felt like there was a lot of justification and very solid justification on both points and both points of view from both characters. And the peripheral characters, too. We got to know a lot about the moms. Well, except for Shannon's mom, because I thought I liked her, but now I'm frightened <laughs> of her. But uh, we get to know that about the brother and the brother, the sister and the brother in law and. The niece a little bit, who is my favorite character in the movie, which apparently I'm the only person that <laughs> yes. loves her. April, shout out to April. Uh, shout out, April loved you. Well, also. tell me about the festival run this had. Cause, uh, yeah, that's does it, killer. Does it end or start at Sundance? It started at Sundance. Nice. Did you nice. debut there? Yes. They tell you to do that, right? That's yes, the thing. That's, that's what they tell you. You yeah. read yeah. the book on how to do independent filmmaking. Yes. Festivals for dummies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole chapter. Yep. Even like we said, documentarians don't read, but I think we read that book. Um, <laughs> well, it's yellow and black. It's fun. Uh, but yeah, so we we uh, premiered at Sundance, and it was amazing. It was like kind of a, a dream come true for us. We had premiered at a, the Racket Club. There was 500-seat theater. People were laughing and like uh, really just enjoying the movie, and we got a lot of good reviews uh, out of the, the festival as well. Um, and that just like launched us into a ton of other great festivals um with south by southwest and hot docs and uh traverse city um we've we, there's so been so many um but new zealand new zealand oh, yeah you got to, one. Get to right. milk uh, new zealand out of this all right yeah. now yeah. that is worth hanging out with shannon that much i definitely <laughs> oh do they ever go to these events they got yeah. john uh 
John did, right? He went to John, John was at uh, Sundance with us for the cool. uh, premiere. Shannon awesome. didn't go to Sundance for his I chance know, to right? walk down the red carpet. He was in a little bit of legal trouble trouble at the time. <gasps> of course um, he was. He uh, was trying to get into found an arm. <laughs> <laughs> found an oh, arm. Well, it was still attached in a to freezer. someone. <laughs> <laughs> Bought a freezer. I just, I just right now realized I don't think this has been brought up before. Well, I guess it's not a, a direct pun, but he was he was in jail because he was armed. Oh, <laughs> he was actually nice. he was actually armed when he was trying to get into a bank. Um, that's a very, very, yeah, very thin not, line you're walking there. Yeah. Like I'm not Enjoy your robbing the place. I just happen I'm, to have a gun on me well, and no, I'm asking so, for money. So the it all happened. I guess the Matter conflict. Of interpretation. The conflict happened because um, he couldn't get in because uh, the bank had yet to open. So he was trying to open the door, um, and then so he was walking away and they see the gun. But I just now for the first time asked myself what would have happened if he got into the bank yeah. with the gun that some, would have been worse some, well some banks yeah. you can carry like in texas you can carry oh okay yeah well, just like mind. the old west down there yeah. Wow. yeah oh they would love if it was the old west in texas oh. they're dying for it to be the old west <laughs> down in texas i want i get to tell a quick story about once i was shooting a short film in fillmore california and it was about uh two robbers in a car right so it was me and my friend nico and we were both decked out in black head to toe with skull caps and the whole thing and we the whole scene is they're sitting there f- trying to figure out their plan to go in and rob the bank so the whole, most of the shots are just either one or two shots from the front of the hood of the car shooting in and we're talking about what we're gonna do and he's dumb and i'm getting mad at him come on you gotta remember what you gotta do you go in i get the gun da, 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 da. we're trying to go through the plans he's stupid comedy ensues but then we have to go shoot exterior shots so we pull up across the street from a bank in Fillmore, and we get out, and we're kind of looking at it, and <laughs> we just forgot, right, <laughs> that we were dressed like Fake robbers. robbers. <laughs> and yeah. uh, the director, Kevin, gets over, and he kind of looks in the window, yeah. and he's sort of dressed the same, <laughs> and then, like, whoop, boo, the cop comes around the corner, and he's like, what? Oh, wow. What do you mean, what? He got him on the on curb. On the curb. Yep, everything. He checked everyone's oh, ID. Oh, my God. And he was like, Okay. Did you have real guns? Or, I mean, no, we, we like didn't. We blanks? Had, no? We didn't even have guns at all. Okay. Yeah, we were just. You just, you just looked, you it was a conversational shady. comedy. Yeah. But then after, yeah, because after a while, he just, well, yeah. The bank went, holy shit, call the cops. There's guys <laughs> dressed like robbers across the street from our place. And that's, they're checking us out. You that's know? called the uh, production value. You change the script and yeah, you keep shooting. And we should have worked the cop right. into that's the. Why uh, he's, yeah. yeah, that's why he's going to Sundance and we're here in our garage. The, uh, we the set co- out to make an honest movie about <laughs> yeah. two guys trying to make it in the South. It was boring. Was we fun. threw a leg in there. <laughs> <laughs> and then all Slice craziness. of life, Americana, and then it just... Let me just say, the oh. cop said, okay, it's pretty sh- It's pretty obvious you're not robbing the bank. <laughs> but you can see how this is stupid, right? <laughs> and it's we pretty went, obvious yeah. you're not robbing the bank. It's also obvious you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we went, oh, <laughs> we were stupid. <laughs> So we, we talked about how you discovered that there might be a, a bigger story than just a man finding a leg flat slash foot in a smoker. Because um, I'm fascinated about documentaries. Do you have a story in mind or do you have to sift through however many hours that you've filmed and then weave that story? Because we were just talking about protagonist, antagonist, and, and hero, not hero. I see this as John's story. This is more John's story. And I don't know if that has was your intention or if that's the result of the footage you, you got or if that's how you... you framed it yeah i mean well we book in the film with john like starts and ends with with john so it 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 does lean towards his his perspective i'd say for sure um but yeah we have to i think when we're we're going out and trying to figure out what the story is 
you have a game plan in mind. You have a, a certain sense of what you think is interesting, and then you start, you know, talking to people, going around trying to, you know, really get deeper and and see what people's motivations are. Um, and then the the story always changes. It, it just like happens on every movie I've ever worked on. It always gets more interesting, just in a way that you probably didn't expect. Um, and and you just have to adapt. And yeah, keep digging through the footage to kind of like support the new discoveries that you're finding. And I, oh. I have a question about just how much, because Shannon really thought, thought this was his ticket to fame and fortune. And the movie does a lot to talk about uh, the exposure they got and the media attention they got. In reality, what was that? It, it really felt like that part of the world was going nuts for these guys. I've never heard of this story. See, that, that's the crazy thing. You know, this was 2007. It was on, you know, CNN. Uh, it was in Germany. Yeah, he got flown Australia, out to Australia. You know, China, like front page. Um, I never heard of this. Uh-huh. Um, maybe a handful of people from all these festivals have said, you know, I remember when that happened. Um, so, I, a, I think it's you know a testament to how many crazy stories happen on a daily basis. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You for know, better or for worse, America. Every day, yes, somebody yeah. gets hugely success or um, not successful, but famous. Uh, popular. In you know? famous. In famous. As in more than famous. famous. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, at this point, there's too many of them. So, you know, you got to just erase the memory. And um, yeah, it's a beautiful cycle, I guess. I actually ran into a couple people um, that like were from the Charlotte area that, that had heard of the story. They remembered it. Yeah, like I local think. people yeah, have yeah. like come up and be like, oh, I live down the street from him. I love but the idea else. that $3 a pop is his way to get rich. Like well, even if everybody in Maiden, <laughs> well, no, you North start Carolina. small. It's like uh, Snapchat or Twitter or something. You just get the low price. He was charging three dollars a look. Well, he get eventually becomes uh, a, a member of a, the cast of a reality television show, which you yeah. think would be his, uh, you know, and I greatest he, achievement in the world for him. And I think that he Shannon. he definitely thought that too because he looked up to those people. He doesn't understand that a lot of it's manipulated. And I will just say it doesn't go all that well. No. Yeah. Uh, but. Man, I thought that was good to see. I hope someone who likes reality television watches this to just see how skeevy it is. <laughs> yeah, don't like ruin anybody's illusions. Let What's them, that? Let them keep enjoying their reality TV. And a lot of these reality That's what TV, they're into. I think that a lot of these reality TV shows like the Duck One and like the Honey Boo Boo and those things, um, I almost feel like they're preying on these people that maybe aren't as educated or as savvy about being made fun of. And so they think they're laughing. The person from that area thinks they're laughing at people like Honey Boo Boo and they're getting a charge out of it but really everyone's laughing at all those people that's sad yeah I mean the I don't know though is it maybe they're I'd like to think that they're getting to be pretty aware early on and they're just like maybe the maybe they're working it or yeah maybe it's like well they are exploiting me but maybe I can make some money off of it and set myself up for a better life even though I'll be made to look like an idiot for a couple years I don't know and I think to some people you know any again any kind of fame is fame or any kind of attention is attention have you guys seen uh, The King of Comedy is it The King of Comedy with De Niro Robert De Niro yeah Yeah. Rupert Pumpkin what's his um, saying in that Something about being on TV, like you're nobody unless you're on TV. Or yeah. Like, I'd rather be a somebody. That movie's very prophetic because it's about a man who commits a crime and then actually succeeds as a result of committing the crime. He he takes Jerry Lawrence hostage, uh, a fictitious Johnny Carson takes him hostage, and ends up in jail, but comes out of jail and becomes famous because of it. It's, like it's, Chicago. It's well, it's yeah. it's everything you see now. People who do horrible things and we're like, hey, he's great. 
give them a show. But to Karen's point, yeah, okay. you, you guys do a very good job of, of, and I'd like to use a very smart word now, Uh-oh. cinema verite. <gasps> mm. Yes, well, I read that somewhere. Um, where <laughs> French bread mm-hmm. and French fries. Stop on your head. Um, where you really do just put the camera on these people. The, I, I don't feel as though there's a lot of manipulation. Uh, Shannon speaks his mind. John speaks his mind. There aren't a lot of contrived situations for these people to end up looking silly or foolish. Um, as I as I mentioned before, there's a lot of press on it that says it's a funny movie. It's hilarious. It's it's also poignant and very moving. I didn't laugh as much. I, I, I saw it as a real uh, examination of these people's lives. There are hilarious moments yeah. in it, right? Yeah. There and, and it's because it's them being them. But you did really well not to force or manipulate that frame at all or at least that we could tell yeah so, so you hit it well <laughs> thank you thank you yeah it's i mean all cg we concur yeah. <laughs> with this we concur with this sundance group who also <laughs> said good things about your movie we know that it's all filmed in front of a green screen though right. we are on to you it was we we're right behind pan yeah pan. of course yeah. <laughs> um yeah i mean we we tried to uh just like let these guys speak their mind yeah. especially in the way that we were kind of trying to find the right tone, both with the the music and the kind of cutting style of, um, you know, letting these guys really feel like, or the audience feel like these guys are having having a voice and letting kind of sound bites play out as they as they do, and trying to. We worked with uh, Dan Romer and uh, Osea Said, um, who were our composers, who were fucking amazing. Those guys. Uh, Dan d- worked on the Beast of the Southern Wild, oh, um, wow. Love and uh, he also had Digging for Fire at um, Sundance this year. But like that dialing in the music in that way, I think was a big and important way to kind of let the audience know, uh, kind of clue them in to, to how to feel. I loved Mama Tried that we were talking about that earlier. Oh, yeah. I think that there's a Merle Haggard song that comes in, and it's just perfect. It, and, and, you, and you even said that. The person that covered it was someone's daughter on a cell phone. That was our uh, co-producer's sister when there we were out is. there. Yeah, that's so cool. On her iPhone. Holly. That's very cool. That's a great. Holly song. Grant. Yes. Nice job, Holly. That was yeah. cool. Yeah, I saw her name in the credits because I was wondering who it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Good girl. So, digging for fire, also uh, from the Orchard, correct? That's correct. one of the, the folks distributing the film. Yeah. So the Orchard TV, you can go find out more about Finders Keepers, and if you just want to straight up watch it, iTunes, and where else am I missing? Uh, iTunes, Amazon, Amazon. Um, Google Play. Yep, we're uh, on demand for like uh, AT and T, UVerse, uh, and yeah, all the, like the cable, Directv, Dish. And we're in theater still. So yeah, I saw that as well. Yeah, uh, cool. we are we are in uh, um, many towns in Texas, like Houston. I think Austin. Uh, I ba- take back everything I said about it. Boston. <laughs> um, uh, we're opening in I think fifteen more cities, ten more cities this weekend. Okay. Oh great. Yeah. Okay, cool. I was hoping your run hadn't. No, we're still in the up. middle of the run. Cool. Multi-platform. You, you have plenty of chances to see it, yeah. and it's worth every penny. Did you get to go back to North Carolina and show it to the people from that town? It opened in Charlotte last <gasps> weekend. We were not there. Oh. But, uh, How'd it go? We heard it went well. Yeah, Damn. great. Uh, John was there, and uh, uh, co-producer Tim Grant. Tim Grant was there. Presumably <laughs> his yeah. sister. Holly, oh. was, Holly was there. Presumably. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Sorry. Yeah, very nice. Very good. All right, cool. Well, oh, that's cool. Uh, do not miss that. We all loved it loved here at the it. table. So, um but let's talk about what I ask every yes. guest who comes on the show. What is your favorite movie of all time? It might be a stock answer, but um, I've always said American Beauty. Oh, I think we've gotten that I once. Think once okay. we've gotten yeah. that. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a good one. That's what got me into film, and um, cool. that's I think a good the, film. yeah, just every time I watch it, I I love it. I this that is a very sense. hard question for me. I uh, I have like 
three. Can I give three? <laughs> or is that? Yeah. Go ahead. Yes. Oh, see. One <laughs> of them better <laughs> be the right answer. Uh, Go ahead. You gonna, you gonna put them in different categories? Mm, they're they're vastly different <laughs> movies. Oh, okay. So it's tied <laughs> for third. Go ahead. Uh, Big Lebowski. Oh, that's right. That's a um, good answer. Even though it's it's, it's it's pretty been worn out, to, but I I love it. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Shining, and. Yeah. Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. How many, Ed's, what Ed's, percentage Ed's of your guests say Shawshank Redemption? You know That's Ed's favorite movie. You Couple. can't not. Okay, here's. Let me just say, you're doing your laundry. It's a Saturday afternoon. Say it's two thirty, three o'clock ish. You're just kind of turn on TV. Shawshank is on. You're gonna watch it. You have you're to in. watch you're it. You're in for minimum an hour. You can't turn that no, off. You're to the that, end. That, that, you gotta watch it. Yeah. That's how that thing you do is too. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. Oh really? Or yeah, Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, Ocean's Eleven will get you. Oh, just happened to me last week. Caddyshack. Could not turn off Caddyshack. Schindler's List. So you're uh, saying <laughs> you're three movies. That one Sorry, would just uh, feel guilty if you turn Big it Lebowski. off. Like, oh. Big Lebowski, Shining, and uh, probably Groundhog's Day. Yes! Oh, Karen He's will right. allow you to stay. You yeah. can stay. Thank no. you. And that's another one where you come in and you, Groundhog Day is great because you're like, which part of the re, re doing of the day is he at? And it takes you a little bit. And then you go, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, he hasn't done that yet. Oh, this is where he now. Na- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you watch uh, Edge of Tomorrow? Yes, yeah. Groundhog Day. It's like the sci-fi yeah. action Groundhog Day. Yes. I actually kind of loved that. it. Yeah, yeah well, I didn't like movie. it until yeah. the Groundhog Day thing happened, and I went, "Oh, hang on." Well, no one likes mm. like like yes. squirrely Tom Cruise is not good at anything. That's oh yes, uh, yeah, you do. Like no, you do. well, you like him when he becomes Tom Cruise. <laughs> he's squirrely and he's like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. But then when he relives the day and becomes fucking Tom Cruise who kills everybody, he's the best. <laughs> that, you I, want best Tom Cruise? I, I found I found like Tom Cruise in the beginning of that movie was like uh, how like Jerry Maguire. He's yes. like, who's coming with me? Who's coming with me and Flipper over here? <laughs> like, yeah. that's him, the kind of coward. Jaws. It was Jaws. But yeah. okay. So, you know what? We could probably take that movie and then just diagram it out to which Tom Cruise is happening when, yeah. like, according to other movies. Yeah, we move into firm Tom yeah. Cruise, who's yeah, still a little less. He starts sure. figuring <laughs> stuff out, <laughs> but he's on the run now. And by yeah. the end, Maverick. Maverick. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's how he ends all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> he's the best at everything he does. Uh, all right, so let's go back for a well, second. Well, Clay didn't answer. He did. Clay answered. Brian. Brian. I'm sorry. Brian didn't answer. <laughs> yeah. You, you gotta listen oh, closer you said to American their voices. We've been doing a show here I've for like two years. I forget about readers. that answer. All right, so you said American Beauty, and American I think Beauty. that's a great example because I remember watching that movie and see. Now, this isn't supposed to be a rude comment, but I started to see the filmmaking. I started to go, wait a second. Oh, my God. Oh, I see what they did there. And I never do that with movies because it had so much style. Is that the same year uh, Pulp Fiction came out? No, yeah. that uh, was no, no. Six Sense came out. Six Sense came out. Yeah, ninety nine. Which, yeah. which spoiler alert? Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Both those movies have the main character die in the opening scene. Isn't that? And they wild? were both nominated for an Oscar. You right. don't realize it in one of them. I don't think Willis was nominated. Oh uh, well, whatever. But the film was. Edit that. The out. film was. Yeah. <laughs> edit that out. I'm gonna edit out the last five minutes where you didn't know who <laughs> our guests were, <laughs> where I woke up and started <laughs> joining the Enjoy conversation. your strawberry Rita. Just, just stay in the corner. <laughs> Well, they're no, small, but, but, but they have a lot yeah, of... Yeah, the 8%, the 8% will get uh-huh. to you. <laughs> who shot so that Bra- movie? Yeah, I was who shot American Beauty? Was that Roger Deakins? It was uh, Conrad Hall. Conrad Hall. Yeah, yeah one of his last. And then Mendez moved on to Deakins after. And, yeah, that, and then Skyfall is the best-looking James Bond movie ever made. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say something might be wrong, because that's how I roll, but... Isn't that the movie where she's driving to sell the house and she's singing Don't Rain on My Parade? That's after she's nailed the real estate king. Damn, and I love that. And she's singing along. And then she pulls up yes! into the driveway at That's the end, it. and there's his 1967 uh, Camaro or whatever. That's a great, a great shot. scene. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's like all one shot, too. Yeah. Oh, she's so funny. Is, Hall, is Conrad Hall with us anymore? No. Yeah, I thought he was the one who passed away. Yeah. Mm. 
way to bring it down. He's great. Brought the room down. Having a good time. So let's go on about ISIS and this hurricane again. All right, let's let's go from the greatest movies of all time to. What did you see this week? What did you see this week? I saw Ronan for the first time. So let's check in on the TBS cool. report with well, Bart Caius. And I left Cool the, Breeze Reeves, right? Uh, no, oh, uh, this oh, is I'm De Niro and... That's 47 uh, Ronan. That's, 47 that's different. Right. There's only one and in bad. this one. Whoops. I'm not sure where the title came from. Uh-huh. Uh, no, but I left the house. Uh, this was actually a couple weekends ago because, as you know, I wasn't here last week. Weekend before that, I went to the Jalopnik Film Festival Uh-oh. in downtown Los Angeles. Oh, dear. Uh, Jalopnik is a website, largely automotive, and they had a bunch of car movies. Uh-huh. And I saw the documentary for Evil Knievel. Oh, yeah. That That's played at Sundance as well, right? It did, yes. yeah. Very good. Uh, <laughs> Evil Knievel is <laughs> hilarious. Wait a minute. I like <laughs> Evil Knievel. Aren't, aren't all the cars in that movie just kind of sitting on blocks and <laughs> being jumped over by a motorcycle, though? <laughs> right. That's, yeah, That's that, that movie's most, most of the cars are being jumped over. Yeah. Uh, I saw that movie. I saw um, uh, a documentary that Adam Carolla did on Paul Newman. Yeah, I heard about that. And yeah. then I saw a documentary uh, done on Steve McQueen. Oh. And yeah, how are uh, those? Uh, those are both very. Uh, you, you went know, to all these movies out of your house. It's I I, le- I stayed in the movie theater once. from twelve noon until roughly eleven thirty at night. Wow! Good, good and just for watched you. movie after movie after movie. This Matt, guy doesn't leave his house. I don't leave mm-hmm. the house. He's Mr. Home Video yeah. Report guy. You know, you know, you know what happens when you leave the house? You run into people, and they're everywhere. And yeah. I don't want in there. Agoraphobia is a bitch. Yeah, but we saw Ronan. <laughs> 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 I saw Ronan, uh, Ronan, yeah. and uh, okay. Katarina Vitt, I'll take that. Oh, you That's good. Take that. yeah. yeah. That's Frankenheimer. Yeah, it's around Frankenheimer. The the special effects, it's it's odd because it's a it's a shoot 'em up movie, right? It's a heist movie. It's a it's a, it's a Known mostly for its car chase, though, so it's well, right to play at this. That's festival. why it was at yeah. this festival. It was known for probably the best, or it's largely rega- regarded as one of the best car chase movies uh, out there. Um, but better than Smokey and the Bandit. Come on, Karen. Let's be serious for a minute. No. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Better than Smoking Man at two, okay. but not the original. Not Smoking the original. Or yeah. Speed Zone. Oh. Ooh. Speed Zone. Do you remember Speed Zone? I that do was, vaguely. That was like the oh, it was deep like, reference on yeah, it. Yeah, like, <laughs> like way after Cannonball. Yeah, like yeah. Cannonball it was like the ripoff. Yeah, it was. Oh. The opening scene with the Lamborghinis. Do you feel up. that you're going to have a lot of people search for Finders Keepers and find <laughs> that shit, Mad 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 World ripoff movie? Speaking of deep references, yes. Oh. Also named Finders Keepers. Yes. Oh, there's a, oh, really. There's also a uh, horror movie that came out last year. Finders. I Keepers, saw that too. Yeah. That, that uh, we could not get around lot, online. A lot of people kept telling us they would love to see our movie, except they're not into horror movies. <laughs> oh. And yeah. Like oh. The f- yeah. At first you're like, they're just like, we hate dolls. Isn't that horrible? Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it was so funny. I've taken screen grabs of this. Uh, if you look at the audience reviews up until like a week ago, like some of the reviews would be. Not that bad for a scary doll movie. They're <laughs> so like, yeah, I'll take it. Like, it's not that bad sure. for a scary doll movie. You know what? Movie. It's three stars. Well, you, it's you, okay. You do the quotes, then the ellipses, and you get rid of the words. There you go. Not doll movie. Yeah. Just not too bad. Not that bad. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> did you see where they did that for the movie Legend, the Tom Hardy film that's coming out? Oh, no. that's brilliant. With The Guardian? The Guardian two stars? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They put, they put uh, a bunch of four-star reviews up on their thing and then put Tom Hardy playing both the characters <laughs> up there. But he covers up a lot of the four star stuff to the point where there's only two stars showing from this one review, but it's actually a two star review. I hope that guy got a promotion. Yeah, it's yeah. That so is smart. so smart. Um, Paul and I went to see in 3D, which it, it really helped, I think. It didn't really pull me out of the movie. Um, the Martian. 
Yep. And it was well, that's great. in 3D? Yeah, and oh. it, after a while, I forgot it was in 3D because I didn't do any of that boogity-boogity and boogity, poke boogity, at you. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and Ridley Scott, wow. his, his photography has... It was really great depth, good. you know, and, and uh, so it was. Three D was good. That is a fa- that is an endlessly entertaining movie. Gosh, Matt Damon, fantastic. No, no, no plot Matt holes like Damon. Prometheus. No, God. no, no. This okay. is this is fun. It's like, really nice. fun. Ridley Scott and hasn't been fun. Brilliant. Ever. <laughs> right, like, and then especially recently with Prometheus and Gods and Kings and uh, what else has he done lately? Uh, who cares? No one knows. Know. It, they're all. It's all bad. It, this was really good. This is really, f- like, it's a fun movie. Like, I was surprised how sort of freewheeling and mm-hmm. kind of uh, just loose and and fun it is. The only mm-hmm. comment I would have to say that, and this is being picky, is that um, the chicky, oh, I can't think of her name. I like her a lot. Oh, Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig, she's great, and she does this part, and that's... <laughs> chicky. I know, that's terrible, because I really like Kristen Wiig. <laughs> the female actor. The female yeah. actor yeah. in the movie. Um, what's interesting is there's a... You guys, you'll do a narrative feature, and then you'll have a chicky call. <laughs> Actresses will show up. Where are the lady parts? <laughs> she was good, but I almost think Take that it might... on the couchy. <laughs> it might have worked better if they just had somebody that was just an up-and-coming kind of actor that nobody's really seen before, because they had her and this really kind of actor who catches your attention... Just a part that just kind of nods a lot at people. And I just, as an actor, oh, well, I'm that's, like, uh, that's Naomi Judd, nod and smile. Yeah. Right? She's great as for nodding and smile. As an actor, I, th- I think Ashley that Judd. other people would have been just as good, and it would have given them a chance. Yeah, it is a small part, but it's no a, real no. reward. And there's another the small Hill part. Money ball part. Yeah, nod and right? smile. Right? <laughs> a nod and smile. <laughs> yeah. Give it to somebody else. But she was good. Now it's just a really tiny, minute thing. Other but than that, I mean, they stacked the deck there. You got Jeff Daniels, yeah. Chiwetel Ejiofor. He's great. Jessica Chastain, Michael Pena. I mean, uh, <laughs> Jessica Chastain's character could have been somebody up and coming too, someone we haven't seen before. Eh, maybe, pretty big part. Yeah. And, and the, the great thing is, they they, it's a figuring movie. Matt There's Damon is stuck on Mars, and he's got to start figuring to to, <laughs> to live. Right? He's right. like, how do I do this? How lots do I get past this? He does a lot of scientific method, and he tests stuff, and he figures, and he you know it's. But somehow Ridley Scott shot this, and it's <laughs> fascinating. I submit to you to the table. Yes. Uh, last week we, you know, again we do previews, so we just watch stuff and then just take a shot in the dark and make jokes. And for some reason, the movies that we covered was the guy on wire walking and sweating and being nervous, right? A walk. So yes. the walk happened, and then another movie that seemed very sweaty. Yeah, uh, Sicario. Sicario, lots of drugs and running around, lots. Of, so I did a bit where I just kept giving an idea of how stinky. I think the actor well, would be in it? the what movie. Was it? it was how um, how gamey are how gamey, gamey are gamey. they? <laughs> and so of course I thought the guy in the wire was pretty gamey, but I thought the gamiest of them all was going to be the Martian because he's in that suit that they poop in, and it's going to be stinky. And so we were ha 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 funny. You watch that movie, and they talk about how gamey is, and I just was like, what? I was all <laughs> really? excited because I yes, heard Matt Damon has no gamey clause in his contract. <laughs> well, he's got to yeah. use his poop as fertilizer. He's got to gotta use it to grow, grow potatoes. Yeah. And I felt I was very proud because I'm like, see, I zeroed in. You can just you mush it. it into the shape of potato. <laughs> You're picking up saying. the subtext of the trailer. I'm just saying. <laughs> I made a leap and it happened. Uh, yeah. The other thing we saw, we thought we were going to a screening of Toy Story. It ended up being a oh, 20th anniversary. Cool. 20 years. Uh, behind the scenes making of with John Lasseter and uh, uh, Ed Catmull. And a couple of the, the, of the artists. Uh, Tom Hanks. Hanks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hanks and Alan didn't show up. It but was so not at the academy. You know, Steve Jobs ghost. Yes. Steve Jobs. They well, talked they about him clips. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, was fascinating. 
Um, you know, and they showed some clips that you don't see a lot about in early stages of the story. Woody was mean. Oh, because he just yeah. was really like he doesn't like that. Buzz Lightyear shown up to sort of steal his thunder. He throws he, him out the window. Yeah. Not accidentally. He throws him out the window. And then he gets captured by Sid and the whole thing. And then so. they have to go save him. He's, so He's also a racist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's a cowboy. He's from Texas. He's a cowboy. He drowned a child. He drowned yeah. a child in the opening scene. <laughs> no, listen to this. He lost his foot. No. Um, for, for you guys, because uh, you're going to run up against this, especially now that you have this movie out and you're going to start getting paid a lot of money. They ran up. They ran. Say anything we know about documentary filmmakers. Yeah. Lots of money. Money. But you didn't so, see my Rolls Royce out there, did you? <laughs> well, we we heard the monster truck pull up whenever yes. Brian that came up. So, yeah. um, one thing that they did, and I I want to throw this out there to you guys to make sure that everyone hears this, is that the people, uh, the the filmmakers. They had a story that they really believed in, and they thought it was a really great story that they wanted to tell. So then all of a sudden, Disney gets excited, and there's all this money going to be behind them, and so they had to come up with a quick version to show them. And they kept getting notes, all the notes, and they were like, well, we're going to be good little students and do every single note. And so they did all of the notes, and they brought it to Disney, and they said, here's the movie. And the notes were, make it edgy. Make it edgy. And they're like, but we don't think it's edgy, but that's okay. They have the money, and we're going to do what makes them happy. And Disney just was like, um... We're going to pass. Never mind. We don't really want to do your movie. And they were like, wait, wait, wait. No, this isn't our movie. This is the movie you told us to make. And you don't so, want to do your movie. We don't, you don't want to do your movie. Please just give us two weeks. Just two weeks. And Disney's like, well, we have nothing to lose. Go ahead in two weeks. But mm, we don't like that movie. And they went back and refilmed their movie without any of their notes and did what they believed in. Because in the long run... That's all you really have as an artist is what you believe in. And then Disney was like, it's great. Just keep going. Trust yourself. So yeah. just trust yourself from the freaking beginning, even if Disney's giving you notes. And these are the days when it's like, we need his uh, the color of his leg to be more bluish. They're going to have to go write code. They have to, to write the happen. code. No. They can't just it mouse weeks. it. Yeah. You know, it was pretty impressive. Yeah, so and Lasseter, you could listen to him for days. He's, yeah. he's, you know. It's just amazing to hear these geniuses that we take for granted that they know how to make movies be told no because they listen to notes. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, and it launched 20 years yeah. of animated, you yeah, know, it's crazy. It, it animated films, not just from them, but it launching into Sony and DreamWorks and everything else as well. So, moral of the story: don't listen to notes. Don't listen to Disney. That's what oh, wait, don't, to listen to <laughs> don't listen to notes. Don't listen to notes. What did you see? Did you guys see anything this last week? Um, last night I saw Sicario. Yeah. Did you love it? I was pretty close to loving it. <gasps> I loved I, it. I loved. Oh my I loved Prisoners. Which is why I was really excited. Did I you see I was pretty close to loving Prisoners. Oh my god, I love Prisoners. <laughs> Sicario, amazing, so well done. Every every inch of it. Yeah, but uh, I I don't know what I was trying to say. I don't know what, you know. I, I get that war is a gray area, but haven't we haven't we been saying that for a few years now? That like, there's no good guys. Is that what it was saying? I don't know. And was, even if we are the good guys, we do bad guy tactics. Yeah, like that's. I feel like I knew that. I don't know. Everything about uh, well, it was listen, amazing. The that suburbs are crazy. <laughs> I knew that going into American Beauty. Wait, yeah. <laughs> it's how well you tell the story. True. True. That one shot the shit out of Deacon. Shot the shit out of Sicario, though, didn't he? Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. It looks. Yeah. Every frame and just the 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 tension, uh, the direction, everything about it, the performances, uh, did look very gamey. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you. The soldiers you. are doing a lot in the hot lot, Mexican yeah, sun. A lot of bulletproof yeah. vests. I'm yeah, the means to an end is not pleasant, uh, how they get stuff done in that border war, according to this movie. but Because um, it probably is in real life, and this it, movie had to make it look bad. And yeah. <laughs> right. I'm sure <laughs> all, that all of that is a piece of It's all by the books. In yeah. It's life. all a yeah. cat video, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Anything, Clay? Mm, well, I'm, uh, I've been watching Peaky Blinders on uh, Netflix. Oh, uh, right. Uh, and uh, While We're Young, the... Uh, um, no, no, no bomb back. Maybe. Yeah, I still want to see. That's yeah, the one with uh, Ben Stiller. And yeah, yeah. Naomi that. Watts, right? It is. I thought it was really great. Um, it's about a bunch. It's about uh, documentarians. Uh, oh, I like that. And uh, it's kind of uh, parodying. In Beverly Hills, no doubt. No, right? in New York. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> parodying them in in certain ways that I thought was hilarious. And like uh, like yeah, parodying. I think millennials in a certain way yeah i was I, I wondered how he got the documentary world so well like really insightful stuff like pithy funny and but he has a doc coming out now i think right he does yeah palm back uh, yeah, yeah on oh. uh de palma i think right yeah that sounds right where's he where's is Brian? he retired or something he's Brian in the rolls royce waiting for us <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> I, I, how long has it been since we've seen a de palma film feels like forever yeah i just realized today i think jack nicholson is retired too he Last is. thing he did Wait, was really? 2010's How Do You Know, and it was horrible. Yeah, he. I think he uh, is kind of like doesn't do speaking engagements. He's not. Uh, he's kind of mm. off the map now. Him and Hackman and Connery. And yeah, see, guys. that's why I'm even more impressed by the intern because De Niro brought it to that movie. I really thought he brought a really cool actor. Yeah, hey. Hackman was that w- was a blow. I love that guy. Yeah, and 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 he went out on Welcome to Mooseport. Oh. <laughs> Connery went out on Leave <laughs> Extraordinary Gentlemen. These guys don't know how to wrap it up. Come oh. back. Here's what I think. They all come back, do one heist movie, and we're done. Expendables 4? <laughs> Pacino and Jack and Jill. Can we talk about? Oh, have we not seen well, Pacino, that's the... Do we not talk about he's, Jack he's and He's not done. <laughs> and it, we just saw the other one, Danny Collins, that he was in as well. So he ends up in some interesting projects still. You know, he's, he's not... rolling the dice. He is. Yeah. Uh, well, let's, let's uh, wrap up the show the best oh. way we know how with Karen's weekly celebration right. of the birthdays of those who make the movies. It's Karen's birthdays. Take it away. Let's start off our week of birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to Mr. Matt Damon. <gasps> Matt Damon. <laughs> he turns 44, but he can play anywhere from a janitor to an astronaut. We all know Matt, Matt Damon. Damon from his Academy Award winning work <laughs> in Goodwill Hunting. But I ask you, I submit to you the table. What was the first movie that Matt Damon was in? I have a guess. Guesses are good. School ties. That is close, school but ties. no cigar. Was he in that? It was in, it was before that. And scent of a woman. Wait, school ties. No. The football movie. The no, not the, football no, the movie, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna give you some hints. Uh, he was in this movie, very small part, and there was an actress in this movie, very small movie, but she went on to be freaking huge. Was he 1988. in uh, True Romance? No, it was Brad Pitt. No, nope, you're thinking the right idea. Hmm. And I will give you one more hint, but Paul will only be the, probably the only one that will know this. Uh, it stars Mrs. X. Lyle Lovett. Was he in, I was going to say, is he in Mystic, Mystic Pizza? Mystic Pizza! Oh, wow. Yes! Whoa. I took the hint there. Uh, thank you, thank you. So uh, that was his first movie, but I got a list of other movies that came out before his big, you know, Goodwill Hunting, where we all know he Who was Who are we in talking it. about again, Paul? Matt Damon. So, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to give you the name of a movie, and you tell me whether or not Matt Damon was in this movie. Now, keep in mind, they're going to be hard ones to remember, all right. because yeah. they're all from before Goodwill Hunting. And, of course, there's fakey ones that I put in there, because uh, that's fun. She's tricky, though. All right, so the very first one is The Good Mother. Yes or no? I don't even know The Good Mother. <laughs> no, yeah, that's because I think you're making yeah. it up. Uh, no, he was in that. It's a fake it, was, it was a real movie that he was in called The Good Mother. How about Field of Dreams? No. 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 
He was in it. Oh, he was. He was he an, an uncredited Affleck. baseball fan at Fenway yeah, he Park. He and Affleck were both extras. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> this is fun. Damn. Um, right. Uncredited. <laughs> uh, well, I had to make it hard. So this one is called Rising Sun. He is credited in this. Oh, well, he's in it. Well, he is. <laughs> False. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, how about Geronimo, an American legend? No. I, I think he was in that. No, definitely not. I, I remember. He was in that. <laughs> what Damn is it. that? That's the dumbest movie. Have you seen a frame of Toronto? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about, name sounds familiar. How about School Days? School Ties. School Days? I'm going to say Spike yes. Lee? I'm going to say yes. No. A-Z-Y? A-Z-E? A-Z- school Daisy. You you fell yeah. for it. Okay, it's actually he was in School Ties, school not ties. School Days. School so yeah. no, uh, but it was fun to see how I did that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, how about Glory. No, the Civil War movie? No, that's no. 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 But he was in a movie. He wasn't, but he was in a movie called Glory something or other. I Glory Hole. He was in Glory Hole. <laughs> he was. How about Courage Under Fire? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. All right, he was. How about Jersey Girls? Yeah. Yes. Had to wait, be. Jersey Girl? Girls. I'm plural. Yeah. Oh, girls? The, wait, the singing one? Jersey Girls. No, not that's Jersey, Jersey Boys. Boys. No, well, he wasn't they sung in like that. girls. He hey, you better like not mean the, the Kevin Smith movie Jer- Jersey Girl. Well, Jer- Jersey, Jersey Girl. Jersey Girl. That's what I mean. I'm sorry. I put an S on it. But anyway, was he in it? Look, yes. Paul. Answering he the wasn't question. in it. Oh, he wasn't? He <laughs> wasn't. Showed up. But I picked a movie that was the same type of movie as Chasing Amy. No, no. Gotcha. Look. Aunt, oh, and was ben, he in Chasing oh, no, Amy? And Ben Affleck in Julie. 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 He wasn't in that. Yeah. But was he in Chasing Amy, everyone? Yes. Yeah. That's right. Look, just, just because job. Karen doesn't ask the question correctly doesn't mean you can't get it right. <laughs> Good job, you guys. Next up, let's wish a very happy birthday to Kate Winsett, who Ooh. turns 40, mm. but can play anywhere from rose, from a rose to an iris. Isn't very clever. Fun? I see what you did there. Yes, Titanic all the way to iris. Thank you. We all know Kate from Sense and Sensibility, which I will tell you. We do? We all know her from that? We all do. Well, that was, one of, that was her first big movie because she attended a cattle call to book that. And for those of you who uh, don't live in Hollywood, a cattle call is whenever a bunch of actors go in for a role <laughs> and there's just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. So it's like really a crapshoot to get cast. However, also known as a chicky call, chicky a call. chicky call. Yeah. But she did get cast in that. Um, the lead woman she caught that caught her eye. Uh, the ladies group. Emma think. Thompson. Emma Thompson liked yeah. her and really um, went to bat for her, which is the very big chicky. cool. The lead then, chicky. So the lead chicky <laughs> really liked her. Then she, of course, had her star turn in Titanic. But do you wonder to yourself where did she get those acting chops? I'm going to tell you. Bart, do you ever wonder that? I, well, I wonder about her chops and other things, but yes. <laughs> her first acting job was dancing with the Honey Monster in a commercial for Sugar Puff cereal. Hmm. That's what they're Wait. calling it now? The kids Sugar are calling Puff. it the Honey Monster? Kate Winslet? Yeah. Good times. Doesn't seem like a Brit would do that. No, she was dancing with the Honey Monster. I looked for the commercial, but I couldn't find it. Now, when actors audition for a role, they always are told to audition for everything, even if you don't think you're right for this, because you're auditioning for the director, not the role, and the yada, yada, yada. You might get the role in the future. Well... That's exactly what happened because she auditioned for the role of Elizabeth in Kenneth Branagh's Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. The part went to Helena Bonham Carter. But Branagh was so impressed by Winslet that he offered her the role of Ophelia in Hamlet without oh. an audition. So there you go, Lesson people. learned. Well, Always do your best. It turned out really well. She could have been cast as Frankenstein. <laughs> well, <laughs> she was on her game that day. She was on her game. So she got cast her. as the, Brr. yeah. So, um, and, also, and uh, Ophelia in Mel Gibson's Hamlet, Helena Bonham Carter. Yes, I, ah. in the world. And there's a snake is eating wow. its tail. There, Paul. Here's another snake eating its tail. She holds a unique position in the Academy Awards history as 
Only once have two actresses been nominated for playing the same character in the same film. So the first two were Gloria Stewart and Kate in Titanic. And also she played the same role as Judy Dench in Iris. Matt Damon. <laughs> hey now, Bart, you yep. know how much I love when celebrities sing. It's true. Brian and Clay, people are always asking me, can you tell me two interesting things about Karen? Sure. And the first thing I tell them is, if you're gamey, Hit the bricks, buddy. <laughs> That's right. And secondly, she loves when celebrities sing. Thank you. I do Don love. Johnson? I do. Don Johnson. He's a little gamey. Eddie Murphy. I do love when he sings party too. All the time? Party all the time. My girl wants to party, party all the time. I used to it's think uh, it was party all the time. Okay, <laughs> but I bring. I submit to you. This I found. This is so crazy. It's from the animated movie A Christmas Carol, the movie, because there's not enough Christmas Carol movies. But this is Kate Winslet singing. What if? And she sounds like, I submit to you, Madonna, only Madonna singing in that weird accent that Madonna has now. So it's all very roundabout. Right, who's like, she's British she's all of a sudden. All of a sudden, British. At least I'm Kate Winslet. Guy Ritchie, now I'm British. Yeah. Right. There we go. Here I stand alone with this weight upon my heart, and it will not go In my head I keep on looking back Right back to the start Wondering what it was that made you change Well I tried All right, that wraps another movie showcast, everybody. Together we're the movie guys. Individually we are. I'm Mark Preston. You can all follow us on Twitter at the movie guys for daily jokes and links. Also on Facebook.com slash the movie guys, as well as iTunes, Vimeo, YouTube, Funny or Die, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, LinkedIn, all that shit. Thanks to the law offices of Carberry and Tweel. You're welcome. You're welcome. Nice. <laughs> Very good. Um, what do we got to plug? Do you guys have social media for any and all of your projects or for yourselves? We got a at Leg and Grill for our Twitter. At Leg and Grill. At That's Leg and Grill. Very clever. Yep. There it is. Yeah. Go follow that. Also, uh, KarenVolpe.com, TheBoobeSisters.com. That's mm-hmm. the B-O-O-B-E sisters. Right. It's com. French for a booby. Big show coming up uh, Halloween. Yes. Uh, free show Halloween at Corky's The Cork Lounge. Come dressed up and then go party later. We support from 730 to 830. And thanks to Steve Scholes for his writing contributions to the show every week. And as always, we owe everything to Pat, Pat Peach. Pete. Next week, a whole bunch of movies, but mostly Spielberg as Bridge of Spies opens up. We'll talk about that and everything else. Thanks for listening. Right back to the